BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good, me neither. I'm Maddie Murphy and I host The Bad Broadcast, a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we love to hate. I searched my whole life to find my passion. Little did I know I had been practicing my true talent every single day, complaining. Join me every Monday wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast to answer our weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on the show. See you there. Welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. And joining me today is, she's so many things. She's an artist. She's in fashion. She's a creative type. She is my wife's boss's girlfriend. And (laughs) dare I say, my friend as well. Kristen Simmons, welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh, what a fabulous intro. Thank you for having me. I don't think I'm ever going to get an intro that good from anyone ever again. (laughs) I can just quit my career and retire after this. I am the queen of intros. Okay, guys, so we are literally in Palm Beach together. Drinking. Cheers, cheers. Cheers, cheers. Um, We are outside. We're doing a podcast alfresco. I don't think I've ever done this before. This is the first. You're popping my cherry. We may have to go in fresco if there's too much noise, but we'll see what happens. If there's too much wind. (laughs) Um, So, a little sip of rosé. I actually, too, I don't really, well, that's a lie. I drink a lot during my podcast. It, it, you know, whatever, whatever works. I can't drink a lot when I when I paint as an artist, but yes. you know, whatever works. So it's actually it's it's better for my career. It's advantageous <laughs> when I drink for my career. Um, okay, so we have so much to talk about. First and foremost, Kristen has this insane installation. Installation, proper word, exhibit, show. It, it totally, any word is proper at this at this point. You know, as long as it's not on PC. So yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so incredible installation at Bergdorf. I'm going to talk all about it. Um, you guys have to go if you're in New York City. It's a fan fucking tastic um and so many stories around that as well i can't wait to get into that uh but speaking of installation tay was like it's an installation like i was like i think i should say show she's like no it's an installation you can say whatever you it's whatever you want it to be it's art you know but when i was posting on instagram i spelled, oh. I spelled installation wrong and oh all of the tina's came out and let me know that once again i had a typo so i was like if kristen sees it she's gonna think i'm such a fucking idiot definitely not nope definitely not <laughs> okay phew i'm happy we clear that up okay so we're gonna talk about 
Art Bergdorf, and I want to hear all about, like, how you even got into art, because I feel like I talk to a lot of podcasters, I talk to a lot of creatives, reality TV show people, but I don't really get a chance to talk to artists, and I feel like, is that a generational thing? Is that just a me thing? So I want to... I think that's an artist thing. A lot of artists just don't like being spoken to, because we're so insular as people, usually. Right. I mean, not to, like, totally throw that stereotype on everything, but also a lot of artists don't know how to talk about their work and don't like talking about it, and I'm kind of in a weird category where I do, so it's not unusual at all, and hopefully you're your fan base listening isn't like, oh, I'm going to skip this episode because it's an artist, not into it. Bye. No, <laughs> no. But also, I feel like we have to discuss like where we are, why we're together. And like, this is very special because I think there's, I mean, speaking of generational, I think especially my parents' generation, it was like a separation of church and state, right? Like, I remember my parents saying, um, when we have an office party, we should have it like a, a restaurant. You know, your employees should never see where you live. I remember that was like a thing that like mm-hmm. old school mentality. You know what mm-hmm. it's, it's like? You can be friendly with your employees, but like, you know, not like too friendly. And we are breaking all the rules in this relationship. And I'm fucking here for it. Like I was, I, I've been recording my radio show all week long and I'm, people are like, oh my God, where are you? And I'm like, we're with boss, with Tay's boss and his girlfriend. And they're like, really? And <laughs> It's so normal for us, but I feel like it is kind of a special thing to be like, have a friendship in a professional it is. relationship. And th- here's the thing also I, I think you might have forgotten that your wife, Tay, and I had met prior in my art career when she was at another gig because she helped me film a video conference at Miami Basel one year. So we were actually almost friends before I um, becoming fucking forgot. colleague, you know, in-laws, whatever we want to call it. Colleague-in-laws. I, don't know, I feel like you have to back up and explain how we know. How, yeah, they, they know your wife is, they know who you know yes. who Taylor works for and yes. then I I mean I work for him too because he's you know that's just who he is but I love it so <laughs> yeah, yeah he's so directing I'm, this entire I'm, podcast yeah, I'm, today I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, 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 I'm Matt's girlfriend yeah <laughs> <laughs> who is my wife's boss so the first time I met you we were out in the Hamptons staying but it was the first first time we met you know what I'm saying and it I, was and I felt like I was just nervous and that was also like the last time I was in the Hamptons too just want to set this up because I feel like we're coming off uber bougie right now it's yes. like Hamptons Palm Beach very mm. very good it's point. like thank you thank you thank you you're about to hear like a plane fly over us probably so yeah <laughs> exactly it's not what we think <laughs> but I will say that I was, I was it's like nerve-wracking and maybe it is because of my parents old school mentality of like you know the boss is the boss and I just didn't I didn't know Matt that well at that point it was the first time I was meeting you and the house we were staying in was superb, superb, insane. So of course it like kind of, you know, catapulted me back into like the nervous zone, but I was completely like, I was, I was, you know, I was a little, uh, not uneasy, but I was just like, I hope they like me. I hope I make a good first impression, like behave, be oh my best God, behavior. No, don't behave. Don't behave. And then within like five minutes, you were like, come see my earrings. And literally... <laughs> We were like bonded immediately <laughs> over bedazzlement and jewels and sparkly things. Mm-hmm. All of the sparkly Bright things. colors, graphics, pop, the whole thing. And I was like, oh, this bitch and I are going to get along very well. Cut to us like spending the entire weekend Literally. in that closet while, looking yeah, and playing with Taylor all of Taylor and stuff. Matt were just like working, like asking for food to be brought to them. Like, Literally. you know, I was like, you guys can't even enjoy this house. I'm like, this is so sad, but we're going to enjoy it. But we'll enjoy it for you <laughs> as your partners. So now here we are, uh, what, a couple of years later in Palm okay, Beach. Like together. almost two years later. 
later. Yep. And this is like a fucking full-blown vacation for us, not yes, for them. Yes, no, not for them. Again, not not for our partners, but Taylor and I, I mean, this is like my first day off. I like went for a swim, like got my uh, hair done. Like, uh, it was like, and that's another thing. I think people think, you've said this before, Taylor, but people think that, you know, you like work, some people think, you know, yes. you work, you record for two hours a day and your day yes. is done. No. Yes. People think that I just like paint all day and my day is done. It is like 10% painting and making and yes. 90% emails, business, following up, making sure administrative stuff gets done. And I'm yep. not complaining about that because I love what I do, but it's just, it's very not glamorous when you pull over the curtain. When you're creative, <laughs> creativity is like what? A quarter, a quarter if you're lucky of the pie. Right. And the rest of it is all logistics, emails, business. You know, I was, uh, the second I got here, I was on the phone with my accountant doing my taxes from 2020. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying like those are the non-fun parts of the day. Mm-hmm. But we are now in a space where we can actually like enjoy this trip together. So mazel to us. I'm so excited. It is so beautiful. So I know Matt is down here. He's Florida and you're New York, right? It's not by coastal. Correct. It's like bilateral, longitudinal. I'm going to sound like an idiot now, but it, you know, it's just, it, if there's a word for that, someone, someone write to Taylor and let us know. Cause I've been trying to describe oh, it for worry. a while. They will. They'll <laughs> let me know when I fuck anything up. Thank you guys for always holding me accountable. So Matt is, yeah, Matt is from Florida originally, but we met in New York. Actually, we met because we were both doing work a few years ago for um, a PR company that worked with artists. He was doing some video and film work and I yes. was one of the artists they were working with. And we um, we connected, became friends, and uh, actually ended up dating other people, but kind of stayed in touch professionally and casually. And then in, you know, 2019, I guess it was now, almost two, three years ago, reconnected and uh, and started dating. And so... That's kind of the very quick story about how Matt and I got connected. And as I said before, I met uh, Taylor S.'s wife, Taylor D., at at one of her former gigs where I was speaking for the female quotient in Miami, Basel. they know the female quotient. They Mm -hmm. know. Yes. Okay. Yes. We're not going to get too far into that. But anyway, I liked her immediately. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, my God, this is so great. Like, you should definitely hire her. And then once I met Taylor, when we were all in the Hamptons, I was like, oh, this is so great because they're both so, like, straight edge and left brain. And I'm very, like, emotional and out there and creative. And it just it just works like having like partners with different kind of um, personalities and attitudes. It's yin and yang. It really is. And it's so funny because like with, there'll be so many instances where I'm like looking at you and I'm like, oh, my God, what Matt just said. That's so fucking Taylor. Like they are truly the same person. And we are so similar in the same Very regard. similar. Yeah. It is so this it's special, though. That doesn't always happen. Like you can fall in love with a person, but falling in love with the person and their partner. That is rare. So we're hashtag blessed, bless and believe. Agreed. Right? Agreed. Absolutely. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by First Leaf. When you're on the hunt for new wine, you have two options. You can wander aimlessly around your local grocery store, wine store, liquor store, what have you, and just pick bottles at random. Or you can get personalized wines that you'll love delivered right to your door and for a fraction of the cost. If you love the excitement of discovering new wines, but hate the risk of disappointment, that is me to a T, First Leaf Wine Club is a total no-brainer. First Leaf is a wine club that curates and ships wines that are personalized for your taste, Aha. allowing you to discover wines from five continents in 12 countries. So First Leaf is a wine club that actually like works with you. So they have great wines, but they also like want to figure out what works for you personally. So when you rate the wine you receive, and it's a must, you got to do it. First Leaf then learns more about your actual palate. So not only are you being introduced to a ton of great new wines, each First Leaf box gets better. So like, for example, what I like, you might not like. Like my best friend, I love a bold Italian red and she 
cannot stand it. So like when I am like, I'm bringing over a bottle of red, she's like, I actually hate your wine. Now we both have great taste, but it's just different taste. So you can't necessarily go off of what somebody says is a bottle of wine you're going to like because it's your mouth, your taste buds. And that's why First Leaf is so incredible because it's literally curated to your actual mouth. So when you rate a wine from them, then they get to understand what your palate's like and they just it just gets more and more and more curated to your actual taste buds. Also, here's a fun little not so secret secret about First Leaf. They work directly with winemakers. So, not only are you getting these great wines, it means that you get incredible wines at 60% off retail. Mhm. See, I'm the queen of like champagne on a beer budget, so like this is exactly what I'm looking for. With First Leaf, I get my first box of wine and I'm like, love this, love this, eh, on this, this is good too. Give them my feedback and now First Leaf and I, we're like BFF. They know exactly what bottle of wine I'm gonna love. And so now I'm discovering new wines I never knew I liked before and they're at a fraction of the cost of my Sancerre. But you know what? Don't even just take my word for it. First Leaf is so confident you're going to love the wine that they have. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee, which means if you receive a bottle that isn't exactly what you were hoping for, First Leaf will credit your account. Boom. It's like having wine insurance. So if you're like me and you love finding and tasting new wine, First Leaf is a no-brainer. Join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash Taylor. That's six bottles of wine. Six for $29.95 and free shipping. So just go to try, T-R-Y, first leaf, F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R. Again, try com slash Taylor. And now back to the podcast. Let's go to you, art, creativity, falling in love with, you know, the medium that is. Mm. I mean, what is your actual medium? You've got a lot of different mediums. Yes, it's, I'm very across the board. And I think it's because I just always really liked making things with my hands. As a, Even as a kid, I was an only child for eight years. I grew up in New York City. You know, it's not like I was on, you know, the water every day, like Matt growing up in Florida right. or right. on like a soccer field. So I was very fortunate to go to museums, see lots of things, have, you know, art tools at my dispensal. Um, or disposal, excuse me, I just fucked that up, sorry. Um, And I always just found it very therapeutic. I would even be like, I have like Polaroids from 1994 why I have like color coordinated all my Barbies in different outfits, like on a spectrum. Literally her apartment is Barbie's dream house. (laughs) It is on, but like pop art, you know what I mean? Pop art, yeah, but pop art, yeah. It is a dream, it's like walking into your brain. It's walking to the Museum of Kristen. It is so fabulous, there are not even words. Like, I feel a true sense of honor when I walk into your room. Oh my gosh, thank you. We'll go there for dinner, and I just, I stare, I stand, and I stare mouth agape the whole time. It's very hard to focus on conversation there, because all I want to do is just look. I know, and typically, I just like, I'll let people just like sit for 15 minutes and pretend I have a call, because I know that they are looking at things, and it's 
like too much to like it's too much to like keep your attention in one place but I think actually the Bergdorf exhibit does an even better job of that because yes. it's the biggest show I've had to date and Bergdorf itself is such an institution in terms of like the level of like quality and culture and creativity oh. they expect from people they engage with so yes. when uh, when they reached out to me about possibly doing a show I was over the moon and to just have that whole seventh floor be like this corridor of I call it you know like Alice in Bergdorf land almost literally that's what people have said it's like they're like Kristen this is like stepping inside your brain and I said good that's what it's supposed to feel like for better or worse you know so how would you categorize oh, yes, the exhibit back to my, what you do I back mean back to my medium yes, yes. so I do everything from drawing to painting with acrylics and oils, sculpture, uh, mixed media, screen printing. What I don't do, which is probably a better thing to say, is I don't do anything that's digital. So nothing that I make comes out of an inkjet printer. Okay. Okay. And I and I don't do NFTs yet. I don't I don't know I if I'm going say, are to. We people talk about people NFTs? have been like kind of teasing that with me. I don't I don't I don't think anyone really wants to hear about it anymore. Enough people are talking about it, so let's we, we'll we can pass the over. We'll save NFT podcast for when people actually give a shit about it exactly yeah. i think our partners are going to force us into the nft game i don't get it i don't think you get it either but i trust them but enough that's what that's what i'm going to do a piece about i'm going to do a piece about how we don't get it that, right. that's and there's going to be a whole level of irony in it yep. so that's kind of what i like to do with my work i like to have these layers of kind of irony and satire and yes. wit, and it's very commercial and it's yes. very pop and it's very bright but it's also kind of this uh, buyer beware, like deeper, you know, deeper message, you know, once you start peeling back the different things that you see. I saw you do an interview and it was fabulous. And you were saying how with the art, like it definitely is a conversation starter, all of the pieces, especially at the Bergdorf exhibit. Again, if you guys are in New York city, when is it going until? As of now, it's going until late March. Amazing. Uh, Matt, of course, took some amazing photos, though, so you can kind of see it virtually online, too, or people should just email me or go to my Instagram if they want to see photos as well. Uh -huh. um, or come, yeah, come to my studio in New York. Seriously, open invitation. But yeah, if you can get there, it, it's I, I feel just like so lucky that every time I step into that space, now that everything is installed and up, I just feel so much gratitude and just like wow, take a moment for myself to just it's see everything and it's expanse. Genuinely spectacular. Um, I have to say, I actually posted on Instagram. Of course, duh, I was there. That's what I do. I post my life on Instagram for everybody to consume. And my mom called me and it was like a couple days later and she was like, oh my God, what was that exhibit you were at? I must come. I am like literally dying. I have to see it. And I was like, mom, it's our friend Kristen. Like, of course you can come see it whenever you want. You can meet her. And my mom started to cry. And she was like, so sweet. What? she does is literally like in like I've never really talked about art with my mom my mom is an art history major at Boston College she met my dad she kind of got her MRS she but I will say like I remember when so my siblings and I are really spread out so my little sister Paige is like six years younger than me so I remember there was a time where my when I was in kindergarten my mom was like teaching at a local private school art so like mm -hmm. it would kind of come in and out and then like when my little brother went off to school because there's 11 years difference she went to I believe it was Leslie and she got her master's in art. So like constant and prevalent when we lived in DC before we moved to Massachusetts, she was an apprentice for an artist and she would make these, like it was clay, that was the medium. And she would make these like cat chairs, cat tables. It was all oh, like- Oh, this sounds amazing. It Why haven't incredible. I seen this? It was incredible, but very miniature. You know, like, like almost matter. like collectible. It's not about the size, honey. <laughs> but she, I mean, 
it was like there, but she never really talked about it. And so for her, I've never heard her have such a visceral reaction. I mean, like in a good way. She was moved. She was sobbing. I mean, I, that makes me feel so, so good because I think that's what art should do. I mean, exactly. I think there's too much art we see that's kind of like, I call it elevator art where you just walk by and you don't stop. You're kind of just like, ah, whatever. And, you know, honestly, I, I love telling, this is like my favorite anecdote to tell. So sorry if anyone who knows me has already heard this, but during one of my first solo shows, there were two like older women looking at one of my huge game board pieces. All of my work is around kind of games and childhood nostalgia in the 80s and 90s yes. and what it means to kind of grow up in New York and kind of have these, you know, kind of crazy experiences and different, you know, meet different people and the things just you overhear being in the subway or in Starbucks, whatever. Right. So these two older women who are in their 70s are looking at like one of my most like R-rated like pieces. It's like a big game of life board I did. Yeah. And they don't know. This is also the great thing about being an artist because like no one really knows what you look like. So I can just stand there and pretend like I'm a viewer and, right. and like hear what people are saying. And I'm uh, like a little bit mortified because these women are, you know, are very buttoned up and kind of, you know, our oh parents' dear. generation. Oh yes. Exactly. Yes. And you, one of them turns to her friend and says, what do you think? And she goes, I, she goes, I love it. And the other one goes, I hate it. And I was like, that's what I like. That's, that's what it's supposed to do. Yep. And it will. Yeah. Not exactly a compliment, but you want people to feel something to take away or to think about a lot of when, the time. When so. I was growing up, I did theater and I remember I went to a theater camp and we were doing a production of whatever. And they said, we, our job here is to evoke emotion. So yep. whether people, we want people to love it. Cause obviously we're all seeking <laughs> you know approval from everybody approval. that's like what Freud, brings us yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. but they were like the but the worst thing that can happen is not somebody saying i hate this i'll actually take that the worst thing is people being indifferent and walking yeah, up being, like, being eh. like oh i don't remember it like whatever so. so even though and i talk about this a lot on this podcast like the trolling and the tinas of it all and the hate but i do have to take a step back sometimes and be like listen as long as people are feeling reacting and talking i'm fucking good you know and that is it it's like your job both of our jobs is to evoke emotion and that's what you're doing my mom i am telling you i have never in my life and i was like mom i didn't know you did pop art i thought you did cat miniature chairs <laughs> that is pop art who knows i I mean, and that's it the other is. thing. I think, you know, probably a lot of the reason why you didn't talk about art with your mom is one, artists feel like we are doing this very self-indulgent thing anyway by making art. So the really? last thing we want to do is like, unless someone asks us, we're not just going to be like, oh, look at this art I made, you know? And then also two, I think people get scared to ask about art because it's such an opaque industry and there's so much, there's so many levels behind it. And yes. people often, like when we were starting this podcast, you were like, is it an exhibit, an exhibition, a show, or whatever. Right. People get so worried that they're going to like offend if they don't know or the proper terminology stupid. because it's become you know this this very obviously um affluent uh yes. unapproachable world and, and we need to make it less like that we need to just make it more accessible and kind of break down those barriers i think exactly this episode of taste of taylor is brought to you by ritual Gaps in the diet really shouldn't be ignored. These stats are going to blow your mind. They blew mine. Over 97% of women aged 90 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet. And 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Enter Ritual. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrition gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. 
But Ritual didn't stop there. No, no, no. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results? Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. Unreal. And the clinical study was published in leading scientific journal, Frontiers in Nutrition. And just so you know, a published clinical study is a big deal and a serious commitment to a first-of-its-kind standard in the industry. So Ritual is like, they're hooking us up. And I love this too. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project. They've got traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always they've got clear communication. They're not doing any shady stuff. Ritual has become a part of my daily routine because ever since taking it, I just feel so much better. I was kind of sluggish and it would make me feel kind of moody. Like I just kind of felt a little bit down. And now that I have ritual in my life, I just feel, I feel healthier. I feel better. I feel energized. I feel happier. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Taylor and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's cute. Again, that's 10% off at ritual.com slash Taylor, R-I-T-U-A-L.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R, ritual.com slash Taylor. And now back to the podcast. Unbeknownst to me, you're, my mom and you have like a similar aesthetic, so I cannot Love wait it. for you to meet her. I'm so excited. And I cannot wait for to watch the two of you talk about this, because this is the side of my mom. Wait, I've you're going to be watching? Before. Are you, like, yes. how, are you, you're going to have like, like a, a creep in the a, corner. A, a, like, you're going to ask like Bergdorf for like the security footage? Exactly, precisely. Love it. As long as I get a copy. Speaking of making art um, accessible to everybody, that's what your exhibit really does. And like, even down to, talk about the claw machines, because I feel like okay. that's a perfect example of it's like... Like it's really for everyone. Yeah, I want I want to be a little careful with the word accessible because things are still like steep from a price point okay, perspective fair, to fair. begin at. Fair, fair. Um, I think when for me accessible is more about using objects and symbolism that people understand and relate to so okay. oftentimes you have to go into a museum and it's like you're looking at something and you go I like it but I don't really know what it is like let me go look at the placard right and so I try to make all of my things something where people can say I know what this is you don't have to know the deeper meaning or get it but it kind of registers in your brain and you move on accessible though yeah is a very different thing but as Taylor said I I had this idea and it was actually inspired by Banksy because um, he at one point, you know, he's for those of you who don't know, he's a big pop art graffiti street artist. He's a totally anonymous. But what he did as a whole art performance piece one time is he set up one of those booths you see on the street, one of those tables that you, in New York, London, where, wherever, where they often have major cities where people are selling their art for five, you know, ten dollars, their little prints. Right. So he set up and there are vendors who actually do that and sell Banksy replicas. So you wouldn't, you know, you'd have no idea if it was real or not, but it was actually him who did it. And the people who bought it for $5 found out like a day or two later that it was actually a Banksy. And they, it was like worth like $25,000. Like all of them, like either resold it or just said, I can't believe I bought this. And this happened to me. Right. And it's like, I think we need more of that in the art world where people just buy stuff because they love it and not as like a stock or as a value. It's just like, I don't listen, like you have enough money that you want to kind of play with art as an investment, go for it. But that's 
not what art is about. That's not what it's supposed to be. Okay, so this is... Oh, I'm sorry. Back to the... I, I totally didn't answer your question about the claw machine, so though, so... Oh, go. Claw machine. Okay, so I always really liked that Banksy did that, and I'm by, I'm by no means, like, saying I'm on his level or anything, but this, I, this you know, Bergdorf has kind of always been like that for me as a New Yorker. You can go and, like, see these beautiful windows oh. and, you know, have, like, a cup of tea there, but, but you know, they're all... They're always going to be these beautiful things that are amazing to look at that are yes. just like so exorbitantly expensive yes. because of the luxury and quality and you can't buy it and it's like you, it's fine it's like you know it's great to look at you know live in fantasy land for a day totally but I was thinking you know I have a lot of younger people who really like my work because it resonates with them yep. from you know nostalgia purposes etc and I was thinking, well, how cool would it be to kind of like give away a piece, but people don't really know if they're getting a piece or not, like uh-huh. what, ha- what like what Banksy did, you know? So at the exhibit at Bergdorf, in the last room you go through, kind of as you're ending the as you're ending the show, there are these two arcade claw machines. Disclaimer: If anyone goes like right now, one of them's not working because the claw machine company has been kind of an asshole to work with. Sorry, okay. not censoring myself here. Yes, like yes. they are just like I spent money on like a new claw machine and it came and it didn't work. And I was like, guys, this is gonna look really fucking bad for me. So, right. uh, so we're fixing that now. Okay. Literally DM me or talk to me if you like want what's in the claw machine and can't get it right and now. By the way, real quick, at Kristen Simmons Art. Yeah, my name K R I S T I N. Simmons, like Richard, but no relation. Um, So, okay, so the claw machines, there's two, because the show is called Obsessions and Confessions. One is called Obsessions, and one is called Confessions. And instead of kind of plush toys that you would get in a typical claw machine, there are these lip-shaped pouches that uh, you could use as a makeup case, a change case, whatever. So just kind of full of these colorful lips. Think of it that way. Um, And within every lip, there is what I call a fashion fortune, which is a little fortune card I designed with a crystal ball on it and you like scratch off the the ball using a you know a coin or a key whatever kind of like when you were a kid and you just scratch off a lottery, lottery ticket. tickets yes so all of the fortunes are there are 3200 in total all of them are unique and one of them is you know you're the winning card and that means you get to choose a piece of art from me that you get so to take home fucking cool okay and let's break down the art too because there's so much first of all i didn't know that i was gonna be seeing like coffee tables with dolls and like these gorgeous like I guess it's a console table or even a dining table with champagne bottles in it mm-hmm. like, you can't sip with us I didn't yeah know. yeah and then also of course like classic on the wall um imagery but then you also she has these amazing 3d monopoly boards and you made Bergdorf monopoly boards that are just like I mean you know good monopoly I mean the the the, the verbiage is right there for the for the you know the linkage <laughs> and then also Explain the um, the stock market money oh, thing. The stock certificates. Yes, okay, yes. so this actually is is kind of how I got into doing art as a full time career because before I worked in advertising, I like Taylor said had very traditional parents who yep. were like, "Ah, uh, you cannot be an artist. You're not going to be able to support yourself. Like, Same. good luck, bye." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I went to work in advertising after I studied um, art and art history during my undergrad and thinking that's, you know, great intersection of business and creativity. But I always found that I was just like not feeling totally fulfilled. And as, as, as great as it was to kind of have that desk job and that business experience and be pitching creative and working with graphic designers and thinking of interesting campaigns, I always continued making stuff on the side just to feed my soul. And one of the first things I started making was, um, or I, sorry, one of the first things that I started making that began selling without me intending it to sell, right. which is what was like my, ga- it was like my gateway drug into becoming an artist, um, 
were these old stock certificates. So uh, as some of you probably know, before we had computers, obviously, there were Quotron machines. And even before that, when you used to buy stock certificates from any public company, you would actually get like a certificate like that, you know, looks like literally a piece of money saying how many shares you have, your name is printed on it. Diploma. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. I want to do a whole series called Money Diploma. (laughs) Oh my God. And we can do a whole, no, and we'll like kind of invert the MRS thing and do it as like a money diploma. Yes. It's like, we'll do a whole female thing. Okay. Sorry. That's another. You guys see how we are together. We're like girly girls together. Yeah. I bet like half the people just turn this off right now being like, oh my God, forget it. I like, like, oh my God, crazy going on right now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So these old stock certificates. So they, um, you can collect them. It's called scrupophily, the, the art of collecting old stock certificates and financial documents. But, um, and my parents had them because they both worked on Wall Street for old clients and everything. And they just had extra copies when everything went digital. They kind of kept them and never threw them out. Just in case, maybe what? I think it was more like a lazy thing. Like, oops, we forgot about these and everything's digital now. But like someone just put these in the back of a closet somewhere and now we're cleaning it out and here they are. And I said, these are really cool. And I kind of, uh, you know, they almost, you know, when you feel them, it feels like almost like a passport or a money bill where even though it's not really worth anything, it feels like you just shouldn't like throw it out because right. of the texture of it, the coloring, the too. But just like the, 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 the palimpsest throwing in my fancy SAT word there of like the faded text and everything. Right. And I was just thinking, oh man, these would be so cool to like do something on. And I had the idea to maybe, because I was, again, was working in advertising at the time at, yes. not going to name the firm, but it was like a very male dominated firm, like very Mad men uh-huh, you that, know, that's like. That's the vibe I get off of them. Yeah. I, uh, you mean off of like every big corporation and no, business? when I actually look at the. <laughs> oh, the stock certificates. The stock certificates, yeah. yes. So I started drawing these Mad Men-esque cartoons and characters and then had thought bubbles coming out of their head that would be. You know, everything from like, you know, ASAP Rocky, like, bitch, don't kill my vibe to, um, you know, what is it this time? My whiteness, my maleness, my heteronormativity, just kind of making fun of, you know, the the, the all male white privilege culture that goes yes. on in so many of these corporate environments. So um, so I started making them just for fun, drawing these characters and screen printing these these bubbles over their heads. And I was posting them on my Instagram, which was just kind of personal at the time as, the, you know, here's my life here what I do and someone reached out and said hey you know like is that for sale can I buy it and the marketing person in me was like yeah sure why not you know and I kind of like figured okay well what was my time what did it cost me to make this blah blah blah. here's a price and they were and they were like great little did I know that this person was someone who was like hugely influential in like the financial world and art world so a week later I had like 20 emails from people like in his office and his like clients being like do you have any more of these like we hear they're all one of a kind etc and of course at that point I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm like you, Taylor, where like when I start doing something, I'll do it like 30 or 40 times, but they're all different. And the ideas just keep rolling. Yes. Um, so of course I did. And then it catapulted into, into me just saying, oh, great. I'm going to start like, uh, this is fabulous. I'm going to start it like a little side business to kind of keep my like heart pumping on the side of my corporate job. And, you know, five years, I'd say it was five years ago. It was just became too hard to do both my advertising corporate job and uh, and the art, and there was more art than just the stocks. I'm just abbreviating the story right, right, right now. But it became, and I just said to myself, you know what? Like, I'm at a place where I. Um, I can take the risk. And if it doesn't work after a year or two, I can go back and work at my desk job. Right. But if it does work and I don't try it, you know, I'm never going to forgive myself when I'm, when I look back at my life and just, you know, think what would have, what would it look like if you'd tried to do it full time? This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Factor. 
Here's the deal. Winter is supposed to be hibernation time, which I'm here for. I'm not going to deny it. I'm staying home more than usual, and I love it. I'm a total homebody, and uh, it's cold outside, and I'm also kind of like inherently lazy. But just because I'm inherently lazy and I like to hibernate, it doesn't mean that I'm not busy, and it also doesn't mean that I don't want to be healthy, right? But being healthy takes a lot of effort. It's like when you're trying to eat healthy, you got to go to the grocery store. You got to come home. You got a food prep, and I don't have time for that. I'll tell you that much. Luckily, I don't have to even worry about it because I don't have to meal plan or prep and I can still eat well now that I leave my meals to Factor. Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Factor saves me time by delivering chef-crafted meals to my doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping. Don't even get me started on grocery shopping, especially in the city. It is impossible. And meal prep is such a time suck. Not even, oh my God, to mention, the cleanup. The cleanup is beyond. And uh, with Factor, I got no dishes to wash here. You're like, how? Let me explain. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes two minutes that's even faster than ordering in in factor tackles the tough stuff so i don't have to they're registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand in hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients and with more than 29 meal options each week i'm not bored factor even knows your preferences they offer vegan and veggie meals keto meals low calorie options i love that one cold pressed juices smoothies energy bites plant-based bars extra protein veggie sides and so much more to keep me fueled and focused all day long it makes living a healthy lifestyle so easy head to go.factor75.com slash taylor 120 and use code taylor 120 to get 120 dollars off uh-huh that's code t-a-y-l-o-r 120 at go com slash Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, 120 for $120 off. You're going to thank me. And now to the podcast. Can we also talk about the gumball machines? <laughs> yes. They're so fucking awesome. Oh, my gosh. So, oh, my gosh. I have, like, I have, like, Stockholm Syndrome now that I'm not, like, bedazzling anything anymore. So, okay, so, shocker, shocker. I, you know, I love Barbies. I love glitter or whatever. So when when Bergdorf and I were talking about this, the, collaborating on this show, they said, you know, I presented to them in my kind of advertising style of what I wanted to do with every room and the flow of everything, almost like a curator would. And they were like, okay, but, like, what's going to be, like, on the floor, like, coming out of the ceiling or, right. like, and, and and I don't, I don't, before this show, I didn't do sculptural work. I had done parts of it and mixed media, but everything like hung on a wall. Yes. So that was a curveball for me. And I said, well, let me, you know, let me get back to you about it. So I had the idea of, um, of doing these gumball machines in different sizes. Cause uh. I just feel like, again, like you see a gumball machine and immediately takes you back to your childhood totally. of like, and, but what, what's even better than a gumball machine is like the toy machines that had those capsules where again, you like don't know what you're going to get. So like the claw machine idea kind of spiraled into this of like, Oh man, like what would a gumball machine like for adults look like where uh. you don't know what you're going to get from like the PG level to the R rated level. Vodka. Exactly. <laughs> um, pill bottles. Love. Um, um, mini donuts. So they're not, so disclaimer, they're not actually functional like these gumball yes. machines. They're because 
just because they don't just they don't pop out and also like one of them's full of Botox vials and like yeah pretty sure I'd like honestly I gotta get that for my dad I gotta get that for my fucking dad but it says how can you face your problems if your problem is your face on it so it's it's like my mom gets it (laughs) (laughs) all right your mom will cry for another reason then maybe so I was I just thought okay I'm gonna do a series of kind of adult gumball machines but I can't just take a gumball machine and fill it with stuff I haven't really put my touch on it yet as an artist then you know I'm, I'm not an artist that just like takes found objects and puts it somewhere in context. I'm not saying any, there's anything wrong with that. It's just not my work. Right. And um, I decided to figure out how to like hand bedazzle them with Swarovski stones. Oh. So I got really into this. Uh, we did like we I mean me and like my assistant Cara and even my mom at one point when like the sh- when like the shit was hitting a fan and I like of course can't time manage myself it's like 3am one morning I'm like I need you to come over here and help me bedazzle things we're not gonna be done in time like for the show and she was just like she came over she's like how did your brain even think of this like who are you well cause that was something that was brand new I've never seen that I didn't see that in your yeah, it is new. so it was like I mean that's a wild thing too is when I went there I was like I've seen I've seen Some your work things. before but like there was so much new shit that I was blown away yeah. by Kristen. And that was the point that was the point of it because as soon as they said, you know, we need you to do things that are multi-interactive on the floor and and I, you know, I presented these kind of big Alice in Wonderland objects and they said, "Well, are they functional?" and I kind of said, "Sure, why not?" And then that was like the next challenge for me to figure out how to design that and make that. So, so like the demand actually like you found the art through the demand essentially exactly exactly they kind of just said jump and I said how high and that was it which which was just such an amazing opportunity and really made me push myself but but yeah the gumball machines are are great and they um you know they're meant to be standalone objects but they're they're 14 or 15 of them I believe and they're every different color all originals originals. and all hand done Swarovski stones and of course you know curveball during the um during the time that I made these starting, you know, last year, whenever, when I started Swarovski, which typically no. you, yep. No, oh, no, just no. wait, just wait. <laughs> Swarovski, which typically, um, you can buy at like Michael's craft stores yeah. or on Amazon and stuff halfway through. And I'm buying like, I'm spending like my accountant is like, or my bank is like, what the fuck is this person doing when they're looking at my statement? Probably like seeing right. what I'm spending on Swarovski crystals halfway through. They're like, Oh, we're not selling directly to artisans anymore <gasps> because which, which kind of makes sense. Apparently what's been happening is people and crafts people have been making you know a bedazzled phone case or coffee cup holder but they've been branding it like as Swarovski made got it so I kind of get where they're coming from but I was like oh so all of a sudden there was like this black market surge on Swarovski crystals like Cara and I were just like googling nonstop, like oh my god do we have enough stones for this machine we have to like calculate an (laughs) algorithm so that was one of the more like silly stressful things that I had to deal with but um yes but it um, but it all worked out and they're they're there they are they're there and intact so and they yeah photos do not do those justice because you kind of have to see the way the light reflects oh off of them God, so they're um, spectacular hope you can make it yeah yeah so guys uh, again it is um at Bergdorf Goodman on like the top top floor where the restaurant is it's decorative like, home yeah where, yeah where they keep like the Christmas decorations during the holiday season and candles all that good stuff and um Kristen's like taken over I mean the entire thing essentially and it is all just it is delicious yummy candy 
smiles. That's what it is. It's kind of like a post-holiday like hangover cure because January, it opened a few weeks ago, early February, and yep. we were talking, we started talking about it a year and a half ago, and the idea was, okay, it's such a crummy month for everyone. People just need to lift me up, especially after the past two years we've been through. So yes. Just anything bright, colorful that oh, leaves you kind of happy. with a little smirk on your face, like, that's really what the point of it is. It's very sassy, it's very tongue-in-cheek, but it's also just very bubblegum and yummy. So I am telling you guys, if you need a dose of happy, this is your destination. And also, if you aren't able to make it, uh, like Kristen said, where can people see uh, virtuals, if you will, of the exhibit? So there will be, there's a great little video, of course, that Matt helped shoot. I'm sure help, Taylor helped edit it. Yes, you know, probably. I just probably don't know about it. Um, on my website, kristensimmonsart.com. And then we will be posting photos, you know, more and more as the exhibit continues to go on, both on my Instagram, which is also Kristen Simmons Art, and on my website. And again, if people, you know, really want to see more photos or you haven't seen enough and you're just like, wait, but what is over here and what's over there, shoot me an email through my website and yeah. I will respond. I actually do respond. So This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by ZocDoc. There are some amazing doctors out there. I should know. One of them is my father. Yeah, my dad's a doctor, in case I haven't mentioned it a million times. But really, the only doctors that matter are the ones who actually take your insurance. With ZocDoc, you can actually focus on doctors who are in-network, putting you on the path to see doctors who are right for you. No more wasting time hunting down Aunt Shirley's dermatologist or the dentist your coworker recommended who's out of your network. It's very frustrating. It's very time-consuming. ZocDoc fixes it all for you. So in case you don't know, let me explain. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. You can read up on local doctors, get verified patient reviews, and see what other real humans had to say about their visits. So when you walk into the doctor's office, you're set up to see someone in-network who gets you. And it's also so easy. When you go to ZocDoc.com, you choose a time slot and whether you want to see the doctor in person or do a video visit, and just like that, you're booked. So you find the doctor that's right for you and book an appointment that works for your schedule. Easy, easy. And you don't have to take my word for it. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc and I am one of them. So take my word for it. It's my go-to whenever I need to find and book a doctor. And in this chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that is surprisingly pain-free. With ZocDoc, you can get all your docs in a row. <laughs> you see what I did there? I'm cute. I'm punny. So what are you waiting for? Go to ZocDoc.com slash Taylor and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. Again, that's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. ZocDoc.com slash Taylor. And now back to the podcast. And also, uh, we just need to plug very quickly because I, it's my favorite mm. thing in the world. Yes, art. It can be inaccessible, right? Because of a price point potentially. However, you also have wearable art in your earrings. I do. Headbands too. I do. I do. So just give everybody a little bit of a direction sure. to get there. So it's under a totally different company name, which is just going to like make your head spin. But I wanted to have kind of separation of church and state because yeah. the art world has these weird unspoken rules, which 
I'm probably going to be called a hypocrite for because I'm trying to like break those rules, but I'm also kind of like abiding by them when I want to or feel like it benefits me. So this is one of those cases <laughs> where it's like, I love you, where it's like, uh, we like, you can't be an artist if you're like crafting and making wearable things that's like bullshit. you're then in fashion and stuff. Well, no. that's like what, you know, the, the, like the pros or, you know, the, right. the highfalutin art people highfalutin would say. rule makers. Exactly. Exactly. And so, um, Again, I accidentally got into the business of like making accessories where I had I had a show a few years ago and I typically wear all black because there's so much color in the work. And I'm also just like, don't look at me because I'm an artist. And you're a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. Exactly. And I'm like clumsy as fuck. So it's like I probably had like ketchup all over me and didn't even know it. But anyway, I was wearing all black and I was looking for like a cool statement handbag or pair of earrings to wear. And everything that I saw was either like $5,000 and just that's sorry. That's like not my price point. No. Um, like needed that for my Swarovski budget um, right. or like $5, but looked like it was $5. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, I was just thinking, okay, there has to be a happy medium. And so I literally was walking around in like a, you know, one of the artisan markets in New York one day. And there was this woman selling, selling seed bead earrings. Those are like, you know, big statement earrings all made out of beads that have felt backs. And I, I, I picked up a pair and I thought, oh gosh, maybe I could like customize these and put something different on the back or do a little, you know, hand blinging on the front. And I did that and wore them to the show. This is 2018. And then, you know, and they, so they had like a little sassy, like saying on the back. So it was a statement earring literally and figuratively. Literally, and yep. then, you know, I just made that pair for myself, not thinking anything of it because I just needed something to wear, you yep. know, necessities, the mother of invention. And then all my friends at the show were like, oh my gosh, those are so great. Those are so lightweight. Will you make a pair for us? So my, my like COVID baby, many people had COVID babies, whether yes. it was self-revelations or creative projects or, you know, uh, you, you know, working on things with partners or businesses. My COVID baby was actually getting the online business for that up a little more. So that brand is, um, it's called Glitter is the New Black. And it's kind of these lightweight statement earrings and headbands where I've kind of, you know, I, I buy them from, you know, Indonesia or Bali, and then I'll kind of, you know, do a little like hand touch on them. So they're all kind of one of a kind. And, but again, that brand's not about me, which is why it's not under my name, but it's just about like having something fun. That's a little oh. bit like sassy and different where it doesn't totally break the bank, but also isn't totally cheaply made. I mean, girl, they are, that's the COVID baby that brought us together. I mean, truly, truly, literally we fell in love over your earring so literally. i'm telling you guys go check it out um when this comes out i'll make sure to have some stuff on my instagram story at taylor shecker because literally we're wrapping up right now and we're going to go upstairs and play in literally your, play dress up for like, a bit literally. yeah I will, be, I will be posting a photo or two on the glitters the new black instagram and the Kristen simmons art instagram so you guys are you guys are really getting like the full me where you know about both businesses because half the half of my clients are either like oh yeah she does all that jewelry and they have no idea that i I do art and right. some people are like wait you do like this weird like like boho weird jewelry like brand on the side too so it's just I mean if I can say anything to like people listening yes. it's just like do do like what makes your heart sing and you never know where it's gonna take you like exactly. just, just like yeah I, I know that sounds cheesy but no. but I just you just never know so just like follow those instincts and notice what you notice if that makes sense it does Kristen I'm fucking obsessed with you oh my god stop I'm so happy <laughs> I get to share you with my audience thank you for having me today this was so cool this is my first like actually no it's my second podcast but the first one was more about like money and like how to be an artist and so and I don't really count that so this is really my first like 
official like lifestyle like authentic podcast about my life where I could just swear and be myself and oh, well yourself is my favorite you are delightful beyond you are a girly girl that's the biggest compliment I can Thank give you. and uh, you guys go check out Kristen if you can be a Bergdorf go if you can't it's fine you can always like see things virtually and of course follow her on all of her socials one more time for people just in case they didn't have a chance yes it's um, at Kristen Simmons Art K-R-I-S-T-I-N Simmons S-I-M-M-O-N-S A-R-T Art uh, or the uh, the jewelry and accessories is glitter underscore is the new black. And if you Google either of those things, the separate sites will come up as needed. So um, and shoot, yeah, shoot, shoot me a note if you want to see more, because I don't I don't spend all my time uploading the onto the site. And if you want to see more, happy to send over photos and stuff. So just happy for happy for the attention and for for everyone's time today. Uh, let's go drink rosé and play dress up. Yes. Yay. Okay, guys, that's it for us this week. Kristen, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. And you guys, that is it for us. Uh, We'll have another podcast next week. I'm pretty sure Tay and I are going to be breaking down this part of the trip. Also, our Valentine's Day recap from Tay's perspective. And, of course, my magic birthday. Two, 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 two. Oh, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Got to go pick that birthday present right now. And uh, I'll have a reaction on the hotel room as well, which I guys know you are on this journey with me. So uh, I'll give you guys a nice recap next week. Um, But thank you so much for tuning in today. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe. It means everything to me, guys. I got a DM recently that somebody had a hard time with it, so uh, Dear Media is looking into it, but I think it is resolved. So rate, review, and subscribe. And uh, yeah, until next week, bye, girl, bye. Bye.